Welcome to Criminal Thinking Deterred with your host, Tony Moore. Here we talk about how to take responsibility for your decisions, stop hurting people, become a positive force in your community, and end the criminal thinking that deters everyone. Hello, I'm your host, Tony Moore, for our brand new podcast, Criminal Thinking Deterred. Today I have my guest mm -hmm. and brother, Brandy Essex. Um, want to get right into it and let Brandy introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself and how he got got the opportunity to, to come to the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you, Brother Tony. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure and an honor to be able to, to do this again. Uh, my name is Brandy Essex. Uh, I got a story, you know, who I am, where I came from and all that. But uh, most importantly, you know, want to first give God the honor and the glory for me even being here, you know, at this time, at this moment to be able to, you know, share what I've been through. And again, you know, I'm born and raised uh, from Chicago projects all my life I was basically you know lived in poverty so I had to really get uh, uh I learned early in life so uh me who I am today was because of my experience when I went through what I went through as a child you know so uh I got six kids five with me one grown I'm currently 44 no, I'm sorry, 43, almost 44, 44 years old. I'm a truck driver, been driving semi-trucks for almost eight years. Uh, what else? You know, uh, I'm I'm a street preacher. I go out to the streets and I talk, tell, or, you know, uh, listen to, you know, what folks, you know, want to, you know, uh, say. Or I say what I want to say because of God. So that's what I do when I go out there in the streets. And also, you know, Brother Tony, as you know, I was in a uh, your class and what it was, living free. And, you know, that was a, a blessing, too, to be in your class. That's how I met Brother Tony, uh, being in a living free, being incarcerated. You know, uh, that's why I first became uh, a member of the body of Christ when I was incarcerated. You know, I started following God then and I met Brother Tony in Living Free, who I learned a lot from and uh, was a blessing because when I got out, I didn't know what church I was going to go to and I ended up finding the church and lo and behold, that was him. He was there. And so that was a blessing to be able to meet him and, uh, you know, get a lot of wisdom before I even got it out here. I got it in when I was incarcerated. So, and to meet him out here was a blessing because uh, the, with the wisdom that he got and a similar story that he got, as well as I do being incarcerated majority of my life, you know, it's a blessing. So, and uh, that's pretty much uh, a little bit uh, of where I wanted to uh, uh, start off at. So tell me, um, how did your childhood affected your decision making um to become a minister what made you because, decide to become a minister and well as a child uh i grew up again like i said i grew up in in, uh, in a propertized uh neighborhood propertized family and so as growing up 
you know, without having much, I had to really learn how to get what I wanted because I wanted what others had. And my family didn't give it to me. So I, I, I went to the streets to get it. And it was hard even in the streets getting it. But uh, as as I grew up, uh, my decision uh, that I was making was poor. Of course, there was poor decisions uh, because I was in and out of juvenile detention center in Chicago, then jail and all that. But everything had taught me something because when I became a minister, when I even when I gave my life over to God, when I became uh, a member of the body of Christ, it helped me to be who I am today. It helped me to be bold. It helped me to ha- it helped me to bring others to a, a position in their life uh, to to realize that that ain't what's up what they doing, you know, so growing up in Chicago, you know, when I was doing what I was doing, my life now, I got a testimony to help somebody else that want to get through it and go through it, go through it and get through it and be able to have a testimony themselves because it ain't easy. It wasn't, I, like I said, my change, my change I made was in jail. You know, I, I got tired of being, uh, sick and tired of living the way I was living. But my, my, my story was, my growing up in Chicago helped me who I to be who I am today. Very, so how very. Did you, out. How did you get Go to ahead. Wisconsin? How did you get to Wisconsin and get in prison or jail um, from Chicago? If you went mm. through all of the incarceration while you was mm-hmm. in Chicago, what made you come to Wisconsin with that same men, uh, mentality or thinking? Inter- that's an interesting question. Very interesting. Uh, so. Uh, I'll never forget in 1999, me, my grandmother, my little brother, we came from uh, Chicago to visit my auntie. But before that, before that in Chicago, like I said, I was, I, I went through so much in Chicago. My family knew it. They knew it. Uh, they they felt like I was going to be, you know, I was going to be uh, uh, in a position where I couldn't get out of. So, uh, you know, it, it, me coming to Wisconsin in 1999, it, I don't want to say it was a trick, but uh, 1999, I came into Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, visited my auntie. I got a, had a lot of cousins and aunties down here, and uh, we were supposed to go back, but my my cousins, they got me to end up staying down here to see how it was. Now, to make a really like a long story short, I came down here, and uh, when I came down here, my cousins, they was like, stay down and see how it is. Now, my mind was already criminal. I had a criminal mind all, all already. That already was in me. So uh, they was like, see how it is. And all I was thinking about is I don't want to see how it is because it's boring down here compared to Chicago. So I end up staying down here because I got into more trouble. What I liked it to do, I got into more trouble. And uh, what I, was your trouble? I mean, robbing. I'm not, I started doing stuff. I wasn't. I, I never my first time going to prison in Wisconsin was for robbery, uh, uh, a liquor store. But that was what I was doing when I came to Wisconsin because I saw how easy it was. If you know about Chicago, Chicago is different, more uh, more of a, a different atmosphere. And I came to Wisconsin because I, I felt, I mean, I started doing things in Wisconsin because I felt that it was easier. So my criminal mind became more of a, a gradual gradual experience my I was I graduated it's like I graduated from elementary school to college when I came up here on a criminal mind thinking because I was robbing uh then I got to selling dope 
I got to robbing, selling dope, my own. In Chicago, you can sell your own dope. I got to selling my own dope and stuff like that. So that all that made my decision easier to stay up here. But I, I came up here, and after being up here 10 months, I went to jail uh, uh, for robbery uh, a rob at, a, at a liquor store. And uh, they got me, and I did, I did, you know, uh, maybe they they gave me five, but I only did three at that time. But my mind was so set on like, okay, I like living up, I like this because it's easy. Not knowing that uh, the Wisconsin uh, <laughs> prison system had a place for me at the time, and that's what happened. I kept going in and out. You know, I did three times in Chicago. I did. I didn't do much time in Chicago as I did in Wisconsin, but well, that you, was when you um. When you start having that criminal thinking that you have grown to mm -hmm. know that it was, was there ever a dual voice telling you, don't do it? And then there was a voice overriding said, we got to do it because we got to have money or mm -hmm. this is too easy. Um, we'll get away with it. Was there that, that dual type of voice? Mm. And, and again, that's a great question. And it's helping me out too, but. It wasn't, to be honest, I only had, it was only one voice at that time. Because again, I, and I forgot to mention, I was smoking weed and that was one of my addictions. And I was doing what I was doing at a young age. I was doing what I was doing just to get weed and, and get a, get something to influence, negatively influence my, uh, my, you know, my way of living, my mind and stuff like that. And that was weed and drinking. And so everything that I was doing, I never, I never had. Uh, nothing tell me don't do it. I always had uh, that intuition and that mindset of doing what I wanted to do. You know, it came to a point where my own family, and this is, like I say, everything is a true story. My own family wouldn't even want to let me in the house because I was robbing people so much that, you know, a lot of people were even scared to be around me, you know, and uh, at that particular time of my life, it was because of my mindset and I was just wanting what I wanted and I didn't care. And I had a little it was a little bit depression too, because again, I really grew up with my family members really didn't, I felt that they really didn't have the love for me or they didn't give me the love that I wanted or needed. And, you know, my depression, my depression came in at that point in time. So I just started doing my, and I was by myself. I never had nobody with me because like I said, didn't nobody really want to be with me at the time when I was robbing and stuff like that. Now I had people with me, but when I was robbing people and doing that, did nobody really want to. So I was basically just by myself and I was always saying, go do it. You know, I, I can tell you, I could, I remember like it was day, everything that I did as far as robbery and as far as selling drugs and all that, because again, my testimony that I have, I really want that to be in me so I can help somebody else. So, so as a father, as a father now, and you have your children and you're a great father, how important is your thinking and your example to your children now that you have changed and you, you know what to do different? What has changed in your thinking to help your children? Because you got girls. Uh, oh, yes, Lord. Very, very, that's, to me, that's very important. And, and again, that's a great question because it's helping me out. Because when I gave my, believe it or not, when I, when I gave my life over to God, when I was incarcerated, I'll never forget it. I was in the federal pod. I had a fight with a gentleman. I went to the federal pod and I read the Bible. Didn't really know what I was reading, but God intervened in my life. In that, in, 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 uh, uh, I was in solitary confinement. I'll never forget it. But that, that's another story. But I thought about something. 
my daughter's mother was pregnant with my first daughter when I was incarcerated. She was eight months pregnant when I went in. And so, and after nine months being in is when I got, when I had that intervention with God. And I told myself, one of the reasons that I made that decision, one of the reasons, because I didn't want to do my kids. I didn't want to do my daughter like that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to constantly be in and out of prison knowing that I got a daughter out here. And so it's very, so to answer your question, it's very, very important that I initiate Everything that I've experienced initiate the the uh, how, how can I say this uh, initiated it to point where I can tell my kids what's wrong and what's right, I, what what not to do and what what to do, how I experienced what I experienced and show them I'm showing them they never saw who I was, so I got to tell them who I was and how I got into the trouble that I got into, and I do that. I do that. Sometimes my daughter asks me, uh, Dad, you've been in jail before? And I have to tell her, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Then I, you know, and then of course I got my son. So I think it's very important to, to, uh, for me to always, always, and to be a man of my word with my children, you know, and uh, like I said, uh, my daughters, especially, you know, I will, I, me personally, I, I can't never see myself going back to where I used to be at. You know, but I always gonna have that inside of me saying that I've been through what I've been through to help somebody out, and my kids is number one. That's them the ones I help out the most because I because I, I, I them my, that's my seed, and I don't want my seed to inherit what I inherited. You know, so I do everything I can to really, really tell them. So, about. so, so now, now, now that you've set a standard for your children and yourself, and and how does that? How does that echo out of your house to your to your social network and the people around you, um, co cousins, friends, family who still are in the world and do what they do? How how does your standard of living affect those relationships? Uh, well, that, to be honest, it, it's very effective. I mean, you know as well as I I know you know the compliment compliments that you know you we get and all that. You know it's all right and all that you know i got family members telling me i wish i can i want to do this i want to I, I wish i can be like this and all that and i don't try to be like too hard on them because i i want them to be that way too but i but my positive effect on them i wish it can really get instead of being on them i wish it can get in them because being on them is just being on them it's just like when we take off our clothes you know, I mean, we put clothes on and we take them off. They got to go off. So that's just on them. But if it's in them, you know, it is sticking them to the point like me. When I made a decision to change because it had got in me. And so my family, you know, I got family. I got a big family, too. Eleven. I got uh, my, my grandma had 11 kids. My mama, she a twin uh, and stuff like that. But uh, it, it, it's it's it, to me, my role, my role as who I am. And everything that I do is for other people to see so they can draw, so they can draw closer uh, to mm -hmm. God, to God, you know, because that's what I'm doing it for. I'm doing everything because I know what I've been through and, and with my family, you know, 
And we know sometimes they the hardest one to really get through to because they know who you used to be and they know who who you uh, uh what you used to do and they got all your you know deep dark see some of your deep dark secrets and so it'd be hard for to reach family but I try to reach them and I think it's like a balance okay. because since since I've been home since I've been home my family talk about God more than anything more than uh uh they have in their lifetime you know. Yeah. So, so in setting that standard now with your as a parent, as a father, going back home, and now you're home, how did how did your changing your thinking allow you to be a better probationary person or parole person to to your 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 parole agent? How how did was that engagement? Was that a positive engagement when you came home and did she give you what you need to become even better or was it an uphill battle? You know what? And it's, that's a great question. And only, I love that question because I'm excited to answer this one. So, so uh, I really in two times up here uh, and they gave me the same PO both times. Mind you, uh, well, three times up here. But two times they gave me the same PO. Uh, first time I was a mess, and so I got out, uh, and I got the PO, and he was dealing with me. But I got out, and I was only out. Well, I was out for a year, and uh, end up getting locked up. This time I get locked up. I do time. I I got the intervention with God. So make a long story short, I came home with the same PO. And it took him a while to really, 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 really see who I was. Because of course I went in my PO office and telling them, look, who I who my I actually I told him before I, I came home who I who I was now versus to who I was. And he it took him maybe about two, three months to really, really see it. And when he saw it, he was showing me favor. I wasn't, it, it was to the point where I wasn't, the, my visits wasn't even visits. My visits was come in and go out. Or sometimes I wouldn't even have visits. And I'm just saying about the effectiveness that I had compared to when I was locked up and compared to, I mean, compared to when I wasn't, who I, uh, when I was in the streets compa and, and compared to being in the church, how God had intervened with that situation and, and, and you know, touched his heart. And, and, and I'm telling you, he was so proud of me because my mindset wasn't, criminal my mindset was not criminal think but my mindset was saying i got to go higher to a position and point of my life so that i can show not others show myself that i can do this walk with god and then others will see it and that's what happened with my po my parole officer he saw that as well as everybody else because didn't nobody have confidence in me when i came home because they thought i was going to do the same thing because i had a criminal mind all mm -hmm. I, I jumped off the porch at 10 years old. So I caught my first dope case at 10 years old, literally. So all I knew was criminal thinking. And all people that did know me, all they saw was criminal-minded person. You know, I, I mean, I got some stories to tell, but one of my stories is being incarcerated since I was, I mean, from 10 all the way to 29. Nothing but long, I mean, nothing but stints in prison or juvenile detention centers, you know, stuff like that. So my PO, he really was, he took a chance on me and I showed him and I got blessed. Yeah. Well, you was a blessing and I'm glad, I'm glad that I had an opportunity 
to to meet you. And I met you uh, in the criminal thinking program mm -hmm. that yeah. you were involved in. And talk a little bit about that. How did that those program uh, in the county jail prepare you to be a better prisoner when you went to the federal case or when you went and did your time? How did that make you a more observant inmate to, to do what you need to do to get yourself turned around? Uh, you know what? It, it was a pleasure and honor to be in that class because I uh, when I was in when I was in your, your uh, uh, living free class, it, it 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 really 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 gave me a leadership uh, mindset. It helped me to to be to look at myself as a leader, to look at myself as being somebody that can uh, say what they mean and mean what they say. And, and so when I went uh, to being in college, when I went to prison or whatever. That that mindset stayed with me. I wasn't involving myself in no negative conversations. I wasn't involving myself in no negative situations around tables or nothing like that. But what I was doing, I was I was evolving myself around individuals that was still had a mindset of criminal mind. But I but I was giving them what I was taught. Your your class helped me. It helped me to understand what criminal thinking was. And when I went to, went to prison, you know, you being in the county versus the prison, you know, that criminal thinking is different than when you're in the county jail. So when I went to prison, you know, you got folks that's been in their life or that's been in there for 30, 20 years. So going in there uh, as, as what, I, maybe 30 years old, I went in there and I actually helped some individuals uh, to understand because, you know, you don't just get criminal uh, program like you had in, in uh, you you got in the county jail. You get it there too. So I uh, I was getting the classes in there too. But I already had what you gave me. I already had something to help me when I got to those classes. That, that yeah. was that criminal thinking, criminal mind. You know. Uh, and to be honest, even on today, you know, I can say that I can still have, I still got you know uh, what I learned from you. Prison, I got all that instilled in me to keep me as being a humble individual, you know, because having a mindset, uh, uh, having a criminal mind versus having a right mind is is something because criminal mind, I understand, it gets you into the position that you don't want to be in. Yes. A, a right mind to have you right here doing what I'm doing now to help somebody else out, you know, yes, and so that's of, how we're a lot of time, A lot of time without distorted thinking, it comes out of the 10-year-old kid that's jumping off the porch selling dope as a survival mechanism. And what happens is they get ingrained. That behavior gets so ingrained in your lifestyle that you think that there is no way out because there's no options in certain subcultures that you get options to say that there's a better, I could go to college. College seems so far away. And nobody's talking about college. Nobody's talking about finishing mm -hmm. high school for the mm -hmm. sake of getting better employment or getting a better outlook on life. So when you're a little kid and you go through a class like that, it's like mm -hmm. I I get a chance to see that there's options. I get a chance mm -hmm. to see that there's other things. Like mm -hmm. for you or like for me, I understand criminal thinking becomes a lot with flesh. Is a fleshy thing that mm -hmm. I have to feed to the accountability to self to say, I need something done. Once I learned that I'm in control of what my flesh does, 
mm-hmm. and accountable and responsible for what happens with my thinking, then the criminal thinking stuff, you can start breaking it apart. You can start going through your closed channel thinking, your victim stance, your view self as a good person, lack of effort, mm-hmm. fear, fear. Mm-hmm. You can start breaking them down and see how they relate to the lifestyle that you got. Our our founding father, uh, Seminole, he recently just passed away. The young man who put this together. And he used to always say, your responsibility, and he wasn't uh, a criminal thinker, he was a therapist. But he, he uh, interviewed so many people that had been in criminal situations that the one thing that he came up with is that you have the responsibility for whatever it is that you think you have the responsibility for whatever you do out of that thinking. When mm-hmm. he gave me that permission to understand that whatever I thought was my re- responsibility, I knew then that I could beat this criminal thinking thing. Just because I think about selling dope don't mean I have to sell dope. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't, because I think about uh, going up and robbing somebody don't mean I have to go rob them. When I knew I was responsible for that, then it be, the criminal thinking became easier. But mm-hmm. when I met you and I seen and I seen you in the class and I knew that sometimes you can just look at people and tell them that enough is enough. They ain't had enough mm-hmm. and they're oh, going to yeah. use that. And you were one of those persons. So now when you get out of prison with the change thinking, now you're helping people. So how did ministry become the first alternative for you? How did going into the ministry, because you could have went into AA, NA, or 12-step mm-hmm. program, but you went into the ministry, which mm-hmm. is a different approach from criminal thinking. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how did that work out for you? Because that, first of all, I knew that when I had the intervention with the, with the Lord, I owed God. <laughs> I owed him. And so, you know, when you owe somebody, all you want to do is just pay them back get them out your pocket but that i never want to get god out of my pocket let me fin- uh, fix that but i felt that i wanted to do more i wanted to do more and i wanted to do it with uh something installed in me that man can't give me uh and so being in the ministry helped me it, it gave me that position in my life to be uh a more I want to say a more outstanding or more, you know, mm, I can't, I can't think of the word, but it's a a, a more better way of, of, of teaching or helping somebody, you know, mainly helping somebody to understand what life is really about. And so being in the ministry allowed me, because when I came home, I had two individuals that I was in the streets with, and you know, uh, brother Ramon and brother Robert, we was in the streets together, you know, and God, and I'm not taking none of the credit at all, but, and God allowed me to run into these brothers because I was deep, deep in the streets with them. And he allowed me to run into these brothers, uh, individually and tell them about my change. And today, today they in the church, just like me ministering and everything. And I say that because when I came home, my, the ministry that God put in me, that's what he put it in me to go tell others. I done been, into, I done been in the presence of big time drug dealers or whatever, and I'm telling them about my change, my testimony. But I'm also telling them how he can change them as well, you know, because that's what I, I wanted to do because I felt like I wanted to give back 
because I've I've done so much to the community and so many hurts out of hurt so many people. You know, I felt that I it was a need to give back, and a way to give back really, really was through God, and that's what I did. I allowed Him to help me, allow Him to give me the the the, the strength to do it because it wasn't easy at all. It wasn't easy at all. It was very very like uh I want to say sometimes it was challenging. Uh, even now it's still challenging. You know, yeah. Uh, because, yeah. We know well, that people you, don't. You know, I, I, I appreciate you saying that with um, the other ministers, Rob and and brother Ramon, simply because the same thing that you gave them, I was able to give you, and we all end up at the same place in the same yes. congregation in the mm -hmm. same sanctuary to be yes. blessed by the same God. So this criminal thinking thing. It get it uh, it makes you up your standard and you want to give it away because what's so freely given to you is so you want to so freely to give to others mm -hmm. because the 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 servitude part of changing your thinking means I'm responsible for giving other brothers uh, the new gift of life just like you were responsible to give brothers the jewels to to rob steal and do whatever now mm -hmm. you become responsible said man says I got a new way of living a new way of understanding. I want to share that with the world. Absolutely. And that's what you did. And Absolutely. that's that's one of the benefits uh, about errors in thinking, criminal thinking, that I have always picked up all through this journey of, of change. Changing itself is hard. It's, it's mm -hmm. one of the hardest things you're going to have to do. And it's a yeah. daily, it's one of the things I associate to scripture is I have to die daily. Mm -hmm. Criminal thinking, I have to check my thinking daily because my thinking is what takes me back to the world that I don't want to go no more. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. in thought, even in thought, I have to check my thoughts. Oh, no, we're not thinking like that. Not we're not going like to let that, that thinking just do what it want to do. We're controlling that thinking through the knowledge, understanding, and the spirit of what we are so that we make the right decisions moving forward. And I have watched you make right decisions. Um, Going into the business world, how did learning how to think better make you make better decisions about taking care of your family? Uh, well, as growing up in the streets, I really didn't, I didn't have no family. I mean, I'm, that I could that I, that I uh, needed to take care of, but uh, I looked at how my family took care of me. I always looked at how my family took care of me. I didn't want that for my children, especially when I became who I am today. I always told myself what I went through in my life, my kids will not go through it. And I've meant that and, I'll, and I'm standing on that as of today. I don't want to say I spoil them, but I do. I give my kids what they need. I give my kids what, what they want if it's right. Mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted a lot of stuff. That's what drew me to the streets again. I wanted those nice clothes. My family didn't give it to me. My family, they 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 wanted drugs and alcohol. I wanted shoes and clothes and this and that. They so when they didn't give it to me, I went to the streets to get it. And when I got it, it was consequences, negative consequences. And so my kids, I told myself, I'm not gonna put them in that position at an early age. I'm gonna show them what they what what it means to be loved. I know I know people say, well. You can't show your love by buying stuff and doing all this. No, I understand that. But at the same time, you got to, if you don't buy it, 
If you don't buy it and if they need it, you know what type of love is that? My love comes from within with my kids. But I show my kids that daddy got them, you know, and that's what I wanted. I show my kids, I got them all across the board, whatever it is. I want to be the one to teach my kids. Yeah, they go to school and stuff like that, but I still want to be the one to teach my kids more than they teach them at school. You know, I want to show my kids more than anybody else. I want to show my kids what I didn't see, what I didn't learn. You know, I want to teach my kids about life because that's what it's about. Like I said, I'm a truck driver. I drive semi-trucks, you know, and I got a son right now. You know, I'll be gone sometimes uh, one day, not two days, but one day here, one day there. And so my, my mindset right now is to let me take my son with me uh, a little bit so he can see, you know, so he can see because he be around my girls. Uh, mm -hmm. My, and then I got another young son. I'm trying to help my kids be who they need to be in this world because this world will eat you up. We know that. This world will eat you up. And so that's my thing. My main thing with my kids is to show them nothing but good stuff, nothing but positive stuff, showing them how to get through stuff, you know, without being a, in a, a negative mindset, or, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, and, and I'm doing I think I'm doing a very good job edit because God is God has given me the ability and the tools to be able to do it you know with like meeting you you know uh and and, and everything because it's a blessing to meet you and and have you in in the church with me you know that's a blessing you know because I I get all this wisdom all this wisdom from Bishop you know and and, and it helps me you know helps me yes yeah well one one of the things that change brings about for brothers or that have experienced drug use or, or live in adversity in any level jail or whatever you got to always remember always remember whatever you decide there's a cost the streets there's a price to pay if you mm -hmm. want to be in the street there's a price to pay there's a price yeah mm -hmm. and if you don't understand the price or the cost of that there, there's a there's a price to pay if you want to go to college if there's a price mm -hmm. you want to pay, if you want yeah. to be a sports, if you want to be a truck driver, there's a price to pay. You're going to oh, have yeah. to be away from your family some days, some nights, some hours. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah. There's always a price to pay. So your decision making has to be based in what is the cost? You know, what is, is, is like when a man builds a house, the scripture talks about when a man builds a house, what does he do first? Mm -hmm. he, he, he measures the cost. What is it going to cost mm -hmm. to put a, a foundation on? What is it going to cost to put a roof on? So when you start looking at life and start seeing what is the cost if I don't or if I do, I got to be able to understand whatever it is as a man, how that's going to affect my life for me Absolutely. with God. Absolutely. But if I live for God, automatically I live for my family because I'm living in my father's promise. So Absolutely. If, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm the promise, then I'm teaching the execution of the standard that God wants because God is one person that I'm never going to let down. Never going to let down. Even Absolutely. in my family life with my wife or whatever, I can, I can make my wife happy, but I never can give my wife happiness. She has to find that on her own by the standard Absolutely. that I set for our family. And I, my standard is looking for God. So if I'm looking for God, she's going to find that standard in the same thing that I'm looking for. And that's happiness for her going to come by her finding her own relationship with God. I can make her happy and get her all the things that God blessed me to give her, but even in what God gave me the opportunity to bless her with, won't mm -hmm. make her have the happiness that she needs to find her own relationship with God. 
That's what your Amen. children do. If I show Amen. them how to get to God, they'll find their own happiness. But Amen. as a result, as a result of you changing your heart, your mind, and your soul, what would you tell our audience how they should do it? What would you suggest would be the first steps for a man or a woman to begin to look at a new way of living? I think the first step, one of the first steps, or the first step is not, not to be fearful of what others may say or think about you because that's the number one to me i think that's the number one thing that a lot of people uh fall victim to when it comes to change especially when you change your life over to god they fear that what people are going to say about them so my advice to other people is just to let you let them know like don't be scared of what somebody if if you got a if you got a mindset to say look i'm a born leader I'm bold. I'm strong. You ain't going because that's what I did. I didn't care what others said or thought about me because I knew I knew at the end of the day what they say about me or what they think about me really not going to matter because if it did matter, then I'm going to still be who I was. So uh, fear is like the number fear is like the number one. Uh, thing even in the church a lot of people you know we got a prayer line a lot of people even scared to get up there and come to get prayer you know what are, what are people gonna say about me you know and that right there uh if if you allow yourself to be fearful of of change then change ain't gonna get get to you because you scared yeah. of you scared so it ain't gonna come to you it ain't it's just like being it's i mean literally it's it's life so I understand, I understood that. And I came, when I gave my life over, I came with boldness. I didn't care what this man was saying or thinking because I used to be with him selling drugs. Now I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy. I don't care now. I didn't care then. But to my to, to people that's hearing this or listening, don't be scared, but just know that your change is going to be very effective to somebody else and help somebody else out. And that's what it's about. It's like a chain of command, helping somebody else out, not make the same mistakes we made or you made, you know. And I think right now, today, fear is blocking a lot of people's blessings, uh, a yeah. lot of people's uh, 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 way of, you know, going forward. Fear is stagnating, stagnating. So that's my advice. Yes. In, in, in closing, in closing, um, the criminal thinking that goes into living a life of change has helped you, has helped me. As, as our audience look at those people who have overcome adversity, and what criminal thinking error you think works best for you or worked best for you? Beyond mm -hmm. just, just the one you know best, if you can remember any. Mm. Trying to think. My mind, my mind, my mind, my mind trying to go back now. I can't think of uh, I can't think of what which one it would be. Uh, hey, give me an class. example of a one, maybe. Uh, but of what you use. But, uh, Victim stands, closed channel uh, thinking, see. view self as a good person, fear, fear, see. power thrusting, criminal. Power. Okay. Power thrusting and criminal thinking was two two of the like for me 
because I always wanted power. I always wanted this. I always wanted. I wanted to be. The, I wanted to be the man. My name in the streets was Juice, so I wanted to be the man. Or yeah. And then my criminal thinking, you know, was like uh, something that got me to the to that position, you know, because I grew up around big time dope dealers and stuff like that. And so those was one of my really one of my uh, 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 both of those was the, my errors, you know, in life. Uh, having that, and that's caused me to have a a a, a negative impact uh, to society. You know, uh, having those uh, mindset. I wanted to be Nino Brown. You know, just putting it into example. I wanted to be, you know, drive nice cars and stuff like that. And so, you know, having that mindset. You know, that's all I could think about. I watch movies sometimes and watch a movie and then be like, okay, let me go try this. You know, and stuff like criminal thinking. You know, criminal thinking. You and so. Those right there, those right there, and with the power, you know, everybody, everybody, even today, everybody want power. You know, us in a church, we want that power. We got it, though. We got it, you know. We got the real power, but uh, those those both right there was what really had me, my, it was an error, big error in my life. You know, it's funny because I, I, I smile because you have a nice car and you have a nice house right now. You yeah, a- yeah, 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 <laughs> right. Right, right. You know, you have right. that power because now you're using the power legitimately. So that yeah. things that you always fantasize about when you were out there bad hurting people, now you do it and you and it comes easy without Man. even hurting anybody. Come on now, come on. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. I, I, I thank you for being my guest, uh, brother. We're gonna talk a lot more. I'd like to have you back on again um, in a few months if you'd like to come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, share yes, where you're at. I know. I know you just. Had the the venture with the the store with the resale yeah. shop, and mm-hmm. I know you're gonna make that work for yourself. It may not work right now, but it's gonna work. Um, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. You God got the good. effort. Yeah, you got the effort, and you got the heart to do it. So we thank you very much for coming. God bless. Yes, you. sir. It's an honor. Yes, appreciate it. You've been listening to Criminal Thinking Deterred with Tony Moore. Visit our website www.criminalthinking.net. Follow Criminal Thinking on Facebook and Instagram. Also, listen, follow, and download Criminal Thinking Deterred on the major podcast channels. Thank you, and have a productive day. Yesterday gonna be better than yesterday. Making memories with my family, getting custom to my goals. Yeah, I gotta make a better way.